You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. We're going to bring our guest on in just a second, but first we want to talk about a new exciting education opportunity we have for our listeners. Yeah, very excited to announce uh, a new version of Buildertrend University. So Buildertrend University, of course, is an event we have here at our headquarters in Omaha, Nebraska every month. It's where 50 to 75 of our uh, users come to Omaha, two-day conference, deep dive into the functionality of Build-A-Trend, and really accelerate their usage. It's been very, very popular. So in October of 2019, October 3rd, we are taking it on the road. So, All right. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, we'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Safety it, first. Safety first getting down there. But So we're doing our first BTU on the road in Dallas, Texas. So for all you listeners within shouting or driving or flying distance to Dallas, sure, we are going to do a one-day event, Dallas, Texas. It's about a third of the price. Hey, there that's you good. Go. Uh, and so we're bringing our whole crew down there. We are going to mirror what we do here. We're combining it in one day. Uh, there's some really great events and some different speakers we're going to have there, but it's going to be all about, same thing, accelerate your builder trend usage. We're going to focus on the features, make sure you're using it to your to the best ability. We're also going to focus on your account, make sure you're set up the right way for success. That's awesome. So one day, October 3rd, this year, Dallas, Texas. Yep. Registration is going to be opening very soon here. Um, so And they'll just check on the Builder Trend University website, which is just buildertrendu.com. It's buildertrendu.com slash Dallas Ooh. if you want to check that out. That's going to be okay. live uh, here today when you're listening to this episode. And uh, you can register there. So more information on the website. Uh, you should be getting some information in, in, the, in an electronic mail as well. Awesome. Well, great. Check that out. And uh, we'll dive in here with our guest. Today, we have a new spotlight. segment. Segment spotlight. Segment spotlight. We're calling the department spotlight. Right. Within Builder Trend. Departments so, within Builder Trend. Right. We're at Builder Trend HQ. We've got a very special guest, the one and only Scott Siegert, who is the VP of our customer success department. That's correct. Welcome, Scott. Thank you, guys. Appreciate hey, Scott. You How's it me. going? It's going well. Great. S- Beautiful might- studio, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Producer yeah. Brooke, shout out. It's been great. Yeah. So some might say, what the heck is the, uh, the department spotlight? Tom, what do you think? What were we thinking when we created this series? The idea behind it is just to focus on each of our main core departments. But we can also expand that to our ancillary departments as well. Right. The way we think about it here at Builder Trend, uh, again, for those who are new, we're, we're based in Omaha, Nebraska. We've got close to 475 full-time employees in one building here. Uh, it's broken up of three main departments, but there are supporting departments that are equally and even in some cases more important because they help us all out. But we're going to focus first on the three main departments. As the VP of Sales and the VP of Business Development, my partner, Josh Kaiser, we run the sales division, so we'll bring Josh on. We have Scott Siegert here, uh, and then we've got our entire engineering de- department that will uh, talk about our engineering division. Make sense? Yeah, it sounds a great way to understand our business, but we're also going to apply this to your own business. Right. So exactly. that way, yeah, yeah because some good our, takeaways. Because our listeners, as Brooke has told us, our clients, as well as our employees and friends of Buildertrend, so we thought people would like to know sort of some of the inner workings. Yeah, definitely. So we have Scott Seeger here. That's right. Scott, excited how would, to be here, guys. <laughs> how would you define your department? Like, what is customer success for people who have no idea? Our responsibility is um, a few basic things. The, the most important thing and the first thing that we are in charge of is when Paul and Josh's department signs up a new account, which we're fortunate they perform at a super high level and we get a lot of new customers in the door each day. 
our job is to take that handoff and onboard them so that those new customers can begin using our software as soon as possible so they can get value out of it. Um, so that's, that occupies a lot of what we do. In addition to that, we handle ongoing support. So if customers are, whether they've been on the program for an hour or 13 years, if they have any questions at all, they contact us and we help them with their questions so they can maximize their usage of the program. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. We make sure they have a really exceptional experience, not only with our software, but also with our people. Awesome. Let's give a little bit more perspective to, to the outside world. We talked about 475 employees. How many of those fall under kind of your purview there in the customer success department? Currently 121. It's a big department. It's a big department. Very important department. You know, Scott alluded to our sales team. We rely heavily on their performance. We talk about it a lot because they do it at a very high level as well downstairs uh, to give people comfort during the sales process. The biggest uh, objection we get upstairs is, great, build a trend sounds amazing. I'm going to get a benefit from it, but I have no idea when and how I'm going to implement it. Yeah. And so we, we rely on what we refer to upstairs as the build a trend coaches and say, they're going to do a wonderful job onboarding you. And it, and they do a very good job. Yeah. That's the, the majority of our department. So 121 people, but the majority is made up of our uh, customer success managers or externally, we refer to them as coaches a lot. So yeah. that's, that's the, uh, the kind of the backbone of our operation. And these people, th- they set the bar. Oh, for people at Builder Trend. Even better. You know, when I think about Builder Trend coaches, I think about people who are outgoing, people who are welcoming. They make you feel good to yeah. like hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that transfers to the clients through that communication they have, whether that's just in an email or even over the phone. When you talk to these people, they're genuinely welcoming people. Yeah, I, they, they definitely are. When we recruit uh, and, and add people to our team. We're, we're focused on a number of things, but we, we want to make sure that they're really dynamic when it comes to communicating both verbally and written because they have to handle, obviously, email, live chat, but most of their time spent on the phone. So uh, if you're going to be on the phone a lot talking to clients, uh, we have to make sure that you're going to be fun to talk to and fun to interact with. And uh, we find people that want to be here and, and are really seeking the type of job that we're offering. Yeah. Because like you said, Tom, I think that that shows through. Definitely. And these people are also on the phone, like some of the stats that your department puts up, they're just staggering. Can we talk about a little bit? Give me a few stats that these folks are doing every day. Yeah. Well, when I was walking in here, actually, I walked past our leaderboard. So we do keep track of our our department KPIs, our our individual top performers, um, obviously with, you know, stats that the business would care about, but we also track metrics for effort stats. And when I was walking in here, our, our board for the day just got updated uh, and one of our uh, second shift reps who, who covers Australia, New Zealand, he spent seven hours and 52 minutes on the phone yesterday. So Incredible. That, and that's shout out to Mike Evelyn. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a, that's actually a good transition too to talk about. We're not just supporting, you know, mainland US here. Right. We have companies that use our software and over how many now? I think it's over 80. 80 uh, now? Yeah. The, the vast majority is, is uh, United States, Canada, but about 10% and growing is Australia, New Zealand. Right. So we, we have a second shift for that, which we, we had a customer on from, I believe, Sydney. That's correct. Back. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <clears throat> Beyond build. Beyond build. Great people. Mm-hmm. Great people. So a question we often get, and you probably do too, when we meet our clients face-to-face at trade shows or builder trend universities we have every month is, are all your builder trend coaches from the construction world? They're that, not. That's not a requirement, that's, right? It's not a requirement. Uh, it, it definitely is helpful in terms of you know, anytime you start a new job, if you have familiarity with the industry, it's, it's, of course that's helpful, but we have a handful of people that, that spent time in that world, but most of them came from some type of professional background where they had to communicate at a high level and solve problems on a regular basis. 
And we've had people join our team that, that were chefs, firefighters, cops, teachers, coaches, um, traditional marketing or sales backgrounds. We do have people from the construction world and, and really everything in between. But the, the recurring theme is when we're interviewing people and recruiting for our department, we want people that can solve problems, have good critical thinking skills and communicate really well. And you bridge that construction gap with a pretty rigorous onboarding and training session for your team. Right. Yeah. It's about eight weeks. It, what, actually, it's exactly eight weeks. It's, uh, it's managed by Nick Pitch, who's been working here for uh, approaching six years. He, he was a CSM for a long time. He was our first ever uh, CSM. And when I say CSM, I mean customer, customer success manager. He's the first one that managed that second shift. Uh, but he's got, a, he's got an eight-week curriculum. And the very first piece of that curriculum is to teach our new CSMs about the industry and just teach them uh, who our customers are, what types of contractors we work with, uh, how they, the, the lingo that they use, how they run their jobs, the types of solutions they're looking for when they sign up. Of course, we cover you know, everything about the software. So we teach them the software at a very granular level. We teach them how to onboard clients, um, you know, things that might be less interesting for our podcast audience, but uh, our operational policies, stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's pretty comprehensive. By the time they're finished up with that eight-week eight program, they're uh, they're essentially ready to do the job. Uh, of, of course, the longer you do something, uh, the more proficient you get with it. But uh, Nick does a tremendous job with it. In a way, inside our construction vertical, they almost become business consultants they as really much do. as anything else. Because yeah. a lot of the reason why construction companies will come to build their trend is not just for the features, but for the organization the features are going to give them. Right. And, and helping advance their business and that's the world of a build and train coach. And the great thing is, is they have so many examples from all over the United States, Canada, like they meet different types of builders, different uh, companies that are in different stages of their company career. Like, so they, they have a wealth of knowledge. That's right. Yeah. And the beauty is just about everybody of that 121 person department that I mentioned, nearly all of them, except for a few specialties at some point was a customer success manager at Builder Trend, including the entire management team on our floor. So if, a, uh, if somebody's maybe new to our team, while they may not have been here for a really long time yet, they are, are literally surrounded by people that, that have experience with the job and to Paul's point have had some type of unique experience with a contractor in terms of them having a specific business requirement that they can you know, tap into those resources. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to just look around and find someone that's, that, that has experienced uh, the, uh, the, the type of solution that the contractor is looking for. We also really, I think, do a good job when somebody signs up of uh, setting up a consultation call to figure out why they signed up, what type of operational deficiencies does that company have, and then we're going to figure out and tailor our, our training approach to help them solve those deficiencies with Builder Trend as soon as, as possible. Yeah, that's an important point. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. Because we we talk about the, a lot of this on the podcast. We serve four main segments, but there's a ton of other type of segments in construction outside of that. So we're not going to train a new home builder the same we would train a, a, a specialty contractor or a, or a remodeling company or even a light commercial company, right? Right, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. important. The other cool thing... Um, I mentioned consultants. That's actually why we spun up a new pro service six months ago uh, under our additional training, which is on-site consulting. And yep. so right now we have four full-time on-site consultants that will come to our clients' businesses. We say BTU is you come to us and on-site consultants, we come to you. So this is two days, totally customized training in your own environment. Yep. And those people are plucked from the CS floor, right? They are. Yeah. All four of them were uh, very successful CSMs. And uh, like Paul said, we're 
Yeah, we're six months in now. It's it's going tremendously well. They're getting booked up. Oftentimes, we're booked up almost two months in advance, so they constantly travel. They're typically back in the office, you know, one day per week to handle follow-ups and, uh, you know, prep for whatever, you know, trips they have coming up the next week. Um, of course, get updated on whatever features have been published. You know, as our customers know, we have new features all the time, so they'll they'll swing back in to make sure that they're caught up on all that stuff so they can coach it moving forward. But yeah, they're, they're very great at it. And like, like, like you mentioned, we've got, we've got three options for education, the included unlimited training and support that we offer, which we think is great. Uh, you can come visit us and we'd love to have you do it at BTU. If you want to get away from your business to work on your business for a couple of days. And then if you want us to come to you and uh, deep dive into your operation for a couple of days, we've got highly experienced uh, CSMs or former CSMs that we can send out and they're, they're ready to go. Check out the yep. show notes for more information on on-site consulting if you're interested. I was wondering when you guys would uh, mention show notes for the first time. That seems to be a popular <laughs> <Yeah>. topic. <laughs> oh, so you're, <laughs> you're, great. you're a listener. I'm an avid yeah, listener. That's great. I was yeah. talking to Brooke, our producer, right before we started. I think there's one episode I haven't heard yet, but I look forward to listening to it tonight. It's probably the one I wasn't on, right? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 You've been on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assumed that you weren't on it because it wasn't in the, the preview notes, so I didn't listen to it. That's yeah, why. Oh, there you good. go. We'll, we'll talk at the end about Scott, but talk about maybe how you got to Builder Trend some early days. People really love the early days of Builder Trend. Yeah. Well, I started oh, at the <laughs> same time as Mike Dukic, who's still with us, and it uh, depends on which which one of us you ask, but no, when, when Mike and I started, we were, uh, you know, Paul Worth, your, yourself, obviously. And then Alex Suarez, one of our sales reps were the two employees besides the three co-founders. So Mike and I were the first five. Let's talk about customer success and what makes us different than the next company. What sets our customer success department apart? When, when we hire people, actually, even when we recruit people, um, I, I want to make sure in our, our management team that interviews and recruits wants to make sure that that candidates that are that are considering joining our team understand that we're not just a support department. That's only one piece of what we do. And I do think that a lot of our contemporaries probably just speak to it in terms of support. So when we're talking to people that uh, that want to build a career here, we explain to them that it's really three basic you know jobs or responsibilities. One is supporting people, which is kind of reactive. It's just if they have a question, you answer it. And that's obviously important. But the other two pieces we've kind of touched on already, but you need to really be able to sell or communicate value. Uh, so we think that there's kind of a sales component to the job. Uh, in, in addition to that, Paul referenced consulting already. You have to be a consultant. And I think that's the most important part. If you want to be good at helping our contractors and our customers, you know, onboard the software and, and get it ingrained into their operation, you really have to think like you are a non-equity partner in their business. And, and that's what we want out of our reps and our, our best CSMs and they're all great, but the ones that perform at the highest level, they're the ones that are really able to kind of put that consultant cap on each day when they walk in and really roll their sleeves up and solve problems for our customers and, and coach best practices for their business. So, and I know on, on an earlier podcast that best practices is kind of subjective. It depends on who you're talking to, but, but we have things for each feature on our software that we know uh, maximizes your potential to be successful with it. And we try to coach that. Awesome. Let's say you are a client of Builder Trend or a construction company listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Are there any things that you've learned? Obviously, software and construction, they're two different vertical markets. But yeah. what, what have you learned as being the VP of customer success that maybe a small business like in construction could take to their business in terms of how they do customer service? Mm. Well, I think that the, the first thing you have to understand is figure out what specific solution 
your customers looking for. So if, uh, you know, I guess to relate it, it, this might be oversimplifying it, but when somebody signs up, we don't just assume that we know exactly how they want to use our platform. And we don't assume that we know exactly which features they want to use. We try to pre-qualify that and figure out exactly what solution they're looking for and what experience they're looking for. And I suppose that would relate to the construction world. If you're going into a, a prospect's house to talk about a kitchen remodel, um, listening to them is, is really, really important. So I, I suppose to kind of summarize it with one word, it'd be, you know, listen to the prospect or the customer and figure out what they want instead of telling them. Now, there are times when if you know that you've got a solution for them and you need to communicate that, that you'll want to be a little more proactive uh, with, with telling them about it. But early on, you just have to listen and, and, and figure out what cues they give you to, uh, to help you kind of reverse engineer what they're looking for. And I'm sure your team also gets a lot of phone calls when somebody is probably in a uh, frustrated state mentally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They may be taking that frustration out on somebody in your team. Are there any things you guys talk about on how to handle tough, tough phone calls like that? Yeah. You know, I'm, this is going to sound like I'm, I'm just framing this because of obviously a lot of our customers are probably listening to this, but I, I really do mean this. We really don't have very many people call us that are all that upset. Good. Um, our customers treat us really, really well. And when we, when we recruit, you know, new members of our team, I think a lot of people are a little, you know, I don't know if tentative is the right word, but they're a little nervous that they're just going to be on, you know, angry phone calls all day long. Of course, some people are upset and, and that's the nature of, of any type of job where you're communicating with people. But uh, for the most part, we just let people know, never let your emotions get the best of you and don't involve emotion into your responses. And uh, maybe most importantly, put yourself in the shoes of the individual. They're obviously upset for a reason. They're not mad at you, but um, something is triggering an emotional response from from your customer if in fact that's that's how they're approaching you. And that, that, that's what I mean by just put yourself in their shoes and try to figure out, don't worry about the fact that they're upset, worry about trying to solve it for them and and figure out what caused it because they're contacting us for help and it's our job to help them. So I think just really, really taking emotion out of your approach to, to your response and trying to put yourself in their shoes to figure out what caused it. That also is something that would probably relate, you know, across industries. That's a, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was some good advice. Anytime you're in kind of like a, maybe for lack of a better word, an argument with somebody, it's always better to try to see it from their perspective. Yeah. Cause obviously, you know, could help bring down those barriers. Yeah, of course. T- I'm, gonna, take, I'm taking that one home to the wife. Exactly. Yeah. Are for you? me, getting a little psychology <laughs> me, in here. Not, you know, she's yeah. perfect. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you, <laughs> we're not going down there. Right? Nope. We'll leave it. Yeah. That's wise. Let's just leave that one alone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I will tell you, yeah, by no. the way, that our first CSM, who I don't think you've had on yet, was John Marion. And the second CSM was Andy McCarville, who you've had on. We have. Andy came on here to talk about daily logs. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I believe that was a daily log spotlight feature. That's yep. a little plug. That's yeah. A great plug. That's a plug that's from a, our guests. That's, a, that's an inverse. It's like, this has already happened. So go back and listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. If somebody's listening and they are local and they want to work here, what makes, I guess you've talked a little bit about this, but yeah. you've got you've got a bunch of success drivers on the wall. Mm-hmm. So what makes a great CSM or what are some of the success drivers that you have there that we haven't talked about yet? The, well, the first the three that are on the wall are you know, customer first approach, attitude, and effort. And we do talk about those, those items a lot when we're recruiting. The three of those, the, those three items don't, they're not groundbreaking. It's not like we came up with the fact that treating customers well and working hard and bringing a good attitude is, uh, is that's not a groundbreaking idea that we had. But 
but it does resonate with people. I think they can grasp onto it. And we talk a lot about being exceptional at anything that you can control. Again, not something that we, that we made up, but it, it really, really does work. Most of the time we find that if somebody joins our team and they perform the things that they have control over at an exceptional level, typically their performance metrics follow suit and typically they build a really great career. And uh, as a baseline, those are requirements of working here. Having critical thinking skills and communicating well, uh, those are things that we try to hash out you know, during the recruiting process. But, but in general, if you can bring the, the right attitude, the right effort each day, you treat customers and colleagues really well, uh, we'll, we'll teach you the software and uh, typically everything else will, will take care of itself. So we have a lot of people from our department that build really great careers and it's something that we're really proud of as a management team. That's good. You're looking for teachable people. I think that's another, yeah. you kind of danced around that a little bit, but I feel like that's a good point to keep in mind during the hiring process is find somebody who's open to accepting how you do things. Because obviously that's the other amazing fact. You've got 121 people and they're all sharing the same message yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes obviously that training, you know, of them going through that eight week program, but also them being willing to kind of come in line with what we're talking about. Yeah. I think the fact, and I referenced this earlier, but I think the fact that the entire management team on our, on our floor was a CSM at some point. So when you're getting coaching from somebody that's done it before, I think that there's probably a natural tendency to be more receptive to it. So that's been helpful. It's good. I want to talk a little bit about managing mm-hmm. all these people. I yeah. think that could be really beneficial. I mean, you oversee a lot of people, right? So yeah. maybe you could give some insight into kind of your tips sure, <laughs> that, yeah. that have helped you along the way. Yeah. Well, I've, I've learned from mistakes too. And we really made a big change on our floor at the beginning of 2018. We, uh, we were kind of looking around and our team wasn't as big as it, as it is now, but we were looking around and realizing that um, we, we had one person, myself, managing too many people with, with too many direct reports. And as a result of that, not everybody was getting as much coaching and collaboration as they deserved. So we really transitioned uh, the entire management structure of our department at the beginning of 2018 and spent the majority of the year getting that settled in. And I, I mean, I guess I'm probably biased, but I think it's gone really well. So if you fast forward to today, we have what we call senior managers. They're all former CSMs. They've they perform the job at a really high level at some point in their career. They've demonstrated an ability to get other people to to perform their job as, as well as possible. And um, as important as anything, we've, we've capped their number of direct reports at 15. When we do take a very uh, collaborative and almost like servant management style or approach for our room, so the managers aren't there to, you know, just walk in and tell everybody what to do. Of course, they coach techniques and and uh, things that we think will help maximize someone's ability to be successful, but they're also there to collaborate and listen to ideas, and and uh, they, they sit alongside their direct reports. It's they're, they're not buried in offices, so they're on the floor just like everybody else. They still talk to our customers, so our customers that are that are uh, listening to this, you you probably talk to our managers on a on a somewhat regular basis, and it's not just for escalations. They pick the phone up, they'll hop on calls, so they're very much involved in what their uh, CSMs are doing, and uh, they're there to uh, to help them, not the opposite. I think that's a great takeaway of like, you almost kind of had to step out of it a little bit yep. and create some more systems in place in yeah. order to help handle all the, the people. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a great team. The one thing uh, I talked to a lot of our clients about is that they don't know that we are all in Omaha, Nebraska, and yeah. these are all real people that have gone through an eight week training program. They, they feel, I think some people assume that's like a, uh, a call center, maybe even a third party call center. So mm-hmm. hopefully we've, 
communicated that that's not what we have here today. We encourage people to call us. I think in a lot of ways, our clients, and this is what they say to us, like, yeah, I just don't bother calling. I'll try to figure out myself or I don't want to bother people. Some have said that. Uh, first of all, we want them to call, right? Right. And second of all, what's the easiest way for them to get a hold of their coach or find out who their coach is? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yes, we do want you to call. We prefer it. We love talking to our clients. We have great customers. They're fun to talk to. They're the customers that are listening. You're talented. You're passionate about what you do. We love helping you run your business better. So we want you to call us. I can't stress that enough. We have a book of accounts, or I should say each CSM has a dedicated book of accounts. So they have um, a very manageable number of, of customers that, they, that they're responsible for helping. If you want to get in touch with your coach and we want you to get in touch with us uh, on the mobile app, if you just go to the contact us section, that'll give you an opportunity to email or direct call your coach. We've got live chat that shows up in the help section portion of our, of our software. You can access the contact us page um, from the question mark section of the full site as well. So on the mobile app, find contact us. If you click on, it should be in the shortcut on the top left corner. And it's, I, it's at the, it's towards the bottom of that menu. So make sure you scroll down and find it. A lot of our clients that we see, whether it's at the international builder show or at BTU, they don't know that's there, but um, your, your coach is at his or her desk waiting for you to call and they'll be happy to talk to you. So please don't hesitate to dial. And I thought a great note was that uh, they're, they're built in teams. And so if yeah. at that exact moment, the coach isn't there. If that happens to be the case, then they are surrounded by a, a team of like-minded individuals that right. are able to help. Yeah. If you call in, so our teams are broken up on the floor. Uh, most teams are five people and each senior manager manages three teams. And they all sit together. So if you call and if, you know, if Paul's my coach and I call in and Paul's on the phone, it's going to ring out to Tom, myself, and Brooke, because we're on Paul's team. If the three of us are, are busy and nobody else on the team's available, then it rings out to the entire floor. So the, there is a bit of a tree set up where, um, you know, obviously if you dial direct, you're going to get your coach unless he or she's not available. Somebody from their team will pick up. And if they're not available, then it goes out to the whole floor. Anybody that answers the phone, though, is very, very qualified to help you out. So that's important to keep in mind. If you prefer to work with your coach, that's great but we don't want to delay you getting an answer just because that individual wasn't available. So whoever picks up the phone, they can and will help you and just let them know what you need assistance with. Yeah, that's a great point. Like if you call into Builder Trend, most likely you're not going to have like a hold time to talk to somebody. Shouldn't be a hold time. We, uh, we, we have not reached the point yet where that's something that we've needed to do. Of course, you might have to sit through a few rings, but on, on average, right now we're answering our calls in under 20 seconds. So if you call in, during business hours, we uh, will be available for you. It was great to, to learn about customer success. Yeah. Huge, huge part of our success at Build a Trend uh, that we're very thankful for is not only the clients, but the customer success department. So yeah, way, and, way to go, Scott. Yeah, thank you. And our motto for our customers listening is we, we're successful if our customers are. So we're, we're here to grow with you and help you out. So contact us anytime. That's a great motto. Thanks. It, Thanks, Tom. It is. Yeah. Did you come up with that? I did. <laughs> Are we doing fun facts with Scott Siegert? We are definitely doing oh, fun facts with Scott Siegert. Cool. Okay. Fire away. Are you Scott, prepared? you ready? Because I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, I am. You want to give me one? Wait, so are you oh, asking sure. me questions about facts about me, or do you have some curated that you're going to ask me about? No, we're it's, we're trying to get fun facts you're gonna, out of you. You're going to yeah. uncover them. By asking questions. You're going to ask leading questions. We've exactly. Been evolving, okay. We've been evolving this It's segment. been working. It's, yeah. it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. So well, today, is it three questions? Three questions. In hopes to get fun facts. In hope to get fun facts What if they're just facts? That's fine. Sure. I, I mean, suppose whether or not they're fun is subjective. He's not, a so. he's not a comedian, for God's sakes. It's That's true. 
Although he's been funny here, but let's he's, not make him be funny. I actually think Scott is probably one of the most underrated funny people at Builder Trend. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think who's who's above me on the list? Um, well, it's it's a subset of funny people. He said underrated. Oh, You're underrated. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's not just like people you'd go like, who's funny at Builder Trend? Oh, these people. Obviously. <laughs> You know, we, we know those. We know those people. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you should be at the top of that list. You just frequently don't get the credit for oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. hopefully this podcast helps out with yeah, that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Build your brand. <laughs> Instant success. That's Build good. your brand with the podcast. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Good I plug know. there. I know. All right. Fun facts. <laughs> okay. Without further ado. So, Scott, yes, you Tom? look like a guy that has a lot of hobbies. Oh. Can you tell us one of your favorite hobbies? My hobbies are super boring. Um well, okay, maybe not boring, but kind of predictable. Yeah. So I like to... Uh, well, I have the same hobbies. Yeah. We talk, we talk about this a lot. My hobbies are basically the same as Paul's. I, I like to golf. I like to hang out with my friends. I like to hang out with my wife. I, uh, I like to snowboard and ski. That may, I don't know if Paul does I that. No, I don't have that one. Maybe a little bit of that. <laughs> that's um, I that's about it. I, I don't I don't like build... like shipping a bottles or anything like that. <laughs> so I don't write poetry. I don't know. <laughs> you've got to pick one snowboarding or skiing though. As I age, I prefer snowboarding. It's okay. easier on my, uh, on my legs. Okay. Yeah. That, was <laughs> that makes you seem really old, but yeah. you're not old at all. Well, subjective. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Depends on who you are. Sure. Scott, if you were to eat a last meal, yeah. What would be that meal? That's a good question. That is a good question. Put that one. I like cheeseburgers and fries. I, I might have that tonight. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'll have to talk to my wife and see. A lot, if the, a lot of options uh, yeah, still. See if that's acceptable. There's still some hours left. Yeah. Uh, I like cheeseburgers and fries. I like steak. I like uh, tacos. I just had them for lunch at our company cafeteria that's brand new. Yeah. They are delicious. Very popular. Um, yeah. So, The BT yeah. Cafe. But a cheeseburger and fries. Yeah, I think so. Where would be the best place, in your opinion, to get a cheeseburger and fries? Oh, that's a great Tom question. Tom is a huge cheeseburger guy. I think that you are. You go talking, to In-N-Out Burger all the time. That's sure. Yeah. Well, you can't go all the time because they don't have that in Omaha. That's when, true. I, meant, I make that? a lot of trips. Yeah, you go into California, exactly. you go to LA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. Uh, they've got a great one at Gibson's in Chicago. You ever been to Gibson's Steakhouse? I have not. Gibson's has a good mm-hmm. cheeseburger. Writing that down. Yep. Write it down. I, had, you, I you just literally did. are writing it down. <laughs> I yeah. literally just did. And uh, in Omaha, yeah, I, I kind of make them. I like to make them myself. In Omaha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do it yourself. Yeah, that's not, right. Not the fries, though. Not the fries. No. Just That'd be cool if I did that, though. Yeah. I should figure out how. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good. Air fryer. I'd probably go a different route. Okay. Yeah. Let's not Who needs that. the health stuff? That's right. Right? Get yeah. the full grease. That's if exactly you're, if right. If you're going cheeseburger and fries, just do it. Yeah. You might as well. Yep. Commit to it. Yeah. Good. Last question for you. Okay. I have to know. This, I don't know if we're going to include this question. This is actually more just for me. Hmm. I want to know where you shop. <laughs> for your clothing because you've asked me this before i know but i wanted to get it on air so i think scott is probably one of the best dressed people yes, in the office is. this is high praise from tom i've yeah. got i've got humor yeah and fashion yeah really and i didn't include those guess. two things in my you know u- unique things that i that i like to do like right. my hobbies i no. So maybe there's more to you than just meets the eye. Maybe I should start talking about stand up and fashion when people ask me what my hobbies are. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'll update my company or my employee profile. Good, good. Uh, I buy all my stuff online. Honestly, most of the stuff I buy pops up in my Instagram feed, and then I just find it online and I order it. And then if you find something that fits, then you just keep reordering it. Josh Kaiser, who I'm sure you guys will have on here at some point, takes a very similar approach. And frankly, I think our our 
our friend Paul here does too. I, I've been inspired by you. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to hear. I, I had much more it's, of a just random selection of clothes. Oh, yeah. You need to now. think through it a little bit. Yeah, lots of, lots of praise being shouted out to everybody. Yeah, it felt good. Warms and fuzzies mm-hmm. all over. All right. Well, let's wrap this up here. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And we had a great time talking about customer success. Thanks for sharing your uh, experience, your insight into your department. And thanks for all that you do here at Builder Trend, just to make the experience that our customers have just exceptional. Well, thank you for having me on. And for all of our customers listening, thank you for trusting us with your business. We love working with you and uh, appreciate you guys using our software. Call us anytime. Yeah. If you want to see Scott Secrets wardrobe. We're going to take a full picture of him. And so uh, we'll put it in the check, show notes. Check the show notes. More yeah. show notes. All right. Thanks, Scott, for coming on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Love what you heard. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com/slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.